In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. In my loins, God, I thank you. In the midst of every storm in the last week, you are king of glory and mighty in battle. I thank you, God, that we are filled with the Holy Ghost. Because when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, that God is good all by itself. Thank you, God. God, we thank you, God, because millions of people have died in the last close to a year, but we are yet alive and we yet praise you. We thank you, God, for hiding us tonight behind the cross that we can see you and you alone. We thank you, God, when you hide us behind the cross and connect us in the spirit realm. We can do anything but fail in your glory, in your majesty, in the name of Jesus. Again, we yet praise you for the activity of our limbs. We thank you, God, that we have a, a, a mind, a renewed mind in the things of God. God, we thank you. We pray that we pull down every stronghold in the name of Jesus. Father, we pull down every stronghold tonight like never before. God, we set down every vain imagination in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that every enemy wants to stop us and block us in the name of Jesus. But we stand and wait, God, for your glory. We stand and wait because you are king of kings and lord of lords. You are the majesty itself. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, because you always put in my spirit that this too shall pass. So, God, I thank you, God. Because this too shall pass. We can do it. We Stay, we name it and claim it. This too shall pass. For heaven and earth, in the name of Jesus. God, we sprinkle your name all in the atmosphere. We sprinkle your name in the name of Jesus. We sprinkle your name, God, for our unborn grandchildren and grandfathers and brothers. God, we sprinkle your name in the atmosphere right now in the name of Jesus. And we come against every spirit, whether it's in the earth, above the earth, below the earth, in the name of Jesus. Because you said, God, you gave me word that you said, we have all power belongs to you. And it's not our power, God, but it's your power. And we thank you, God, for teaching us how to grow in the midst of adversity, grow and abound in the midst of everything that we do and we say. We thank you, God, that we're fearfully and we're wonderfully made, and our soul does know it right well. We thank you, God, that we walk in kingdom business, kingdom mindset, kingdom majesties, kingdom. We thank you, God. We glorify you, God. We stand and we wait for your word from on high tonight. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, it felt like this because that old, old hell is broken loose. But I know it was just the adversary. But I will stand there for with my loins wrapped with truth and no demonic force. I tell the devil himself to go back to the pit of hell in the name of Jesus. Not in my name, but in the matchless. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ, the Holy One of Israel, the God more than enough, in the name of Jesus, and we pray, and we pray, because the Bible says, for when Zion prays, he brings forth, when Zion prays, you said in your word, God, so you said in your word, God, how about that, for when my people that are called by my name, that will humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from your wicked ways. God, does that mean the church? Yes. How about called your say But when we turn from our wicked ways, then we will hear from heaven. So we thank you now tonight, God, from a word from heaven on high tonight. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, and I praise you, and I adore you, because you are God, and there's nobody like you, God. Because even in my stroke, God, you were there. So I know that ain't no gonna, nothing going to stop me, block me, or hinder me. What you have called me, you have designed me. I am a designer's original in the spirit realm. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. Let's start our search tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. I wrote it in my notes. Let's start in um, 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 the word, the, the thought for tonight is called the invisible God that becomes visible. The invisible God who has become visible. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's start now with the book of John 21. John. Y'all make sure you have a pencil and a paper tonight. Okay, because I want you to write the scriptures down, and periodically, if people will come in, I'll I'll repeat it. Um, and the title God gave me tonight is called "The Invisible God Becomes Visible." Amen. Hallelujah. John twenty-one. I'll start there. Hallelujah. Hadada Baho Shadada Babasa. Ha Manantokuriyasi. This, you know, I never realized that this was the Holy Week. Uh, I didn't design this for that reason. Um, but then I found out it was the Holy Week for uh, a lot of different cultures, including um, the quote-unquote 
Christians or believers. Because some people will confess that they're Christians or Christ-like, um, uh, but don't display all the the attributes of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And we just praise him because he's God. Hallelujah. We do this because uh, we love God. We don't do it for money, fashion, whatever. And if it's just one or two, that's okay. God just told me to do what he told me to do. And he promised me he'll reward me. He promised me he'll make a way for me. He promised me that God will open doors for me, unseen, unexpected doors for me. Hallelujah. Um, um, and so I, I study a lot. I, I pray a lot I, um, because I don't know how most people don't get through a day without prayer. And not just to thank you, Jesus, I prayed five minutes. But we're living in a time where we need to have a relationship. Um, it's almost like being married and a girlfriend. You can be married, uh, which is supposed to be represent uh, your um, covenant, or you can be a part-time lover. But I've discovered because of all the things that's going around you, or us as a people, everybody, nobody included or excluded, that we now need a uh, a real born-again experience in the Holy Ghost. Um, and it's not about a building, but it's about a relationship. And that's why a lot of the preachers talk about kingdom. Kingdom as opposed to kingdom principles, kingdom attributes, kingdom mindsets, as to just saying I'm just a Christian um, because he wants us to um, handle um, all of it as opposed to just saying I am this, but don't really portray um, what the Word of God says. So, amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, we're going to start out tonight, uh, John uh, 21. John 21. Oh, God. John 21. The invisible God becomes visible. Amen. The invisible God becomes visible. Hallelujah. So that's 21. John 21. 21. And I think that's 
um, the invisible God becomes uh, visible. This is the book of John, and John was written by the Apostle John. This is the same John that wrote several other books, but mostly the ones people recognize him as writing the book of um, Revelations, where Paul was stranded on an island, and he was on the island, but God gave him visions and dreams of what was going to happen and the end-time prophecy. A lot of people, especially on TVN, they talk about the end-time prophecies, and most of those come out of the book of Isaiah. that has 61 books or chapters. Or the um, the book of Revelation, and God put um, John on the Isle of Patmos to let him know that everything that was going to happen in um, this day, and we had a nice seeing the signs of Christ and just about everything that we do and we say. So I believe that God is on um, His way back uh, uh, quicker than. We think. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, okay. Um, okay, let's go to uh, John 21. And we're going to start with um, verse... Um, let's see, 21. Here that the disciples, 7, verse 7, talks about recognizing John, the, the apostle John. Um, here was before the death of Christ. Okay. And he was telling them, um, Actually, let's go down to uh, verse uh, 8. Okay. John 21, starting at verse 8. And it says here, they, my little caption says that they catch, they catch, landed, so they, they uh, caught a lot of fish. Okay, verse 8. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but they were 200 cubic dragging nets. In other words, the nets were full of fish. Okay, verse 9 says this, and soon then they come to land. And they saw a fire of coal, and there the fish thereof, and the bread. Ten. And Jesus said unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now. And Simon, like Simon Peter, said he went up and drew a net of the land full of great fish, and a hundred and fifty-three. For all of these were so many, yet they were not broken. Twelve. 
But Jesus said unto unto them, come and dine with me. In other words, they had gotten out sleep, uh, to, to, to catch fish. And uh, so now Jesus is telling them to come and dine with me. Come eat with me. Okay. 20, uh, it says, Jesus said unto them, come and dine. Come eat, eat with me. And none of the disciples must ask him. Because at this point, um, Jesus had um, died, um, and they didn't recognize um, he was alive again. Okay. It says, knowing that it was, um, who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. And Jesus then cometh and take bread and gave it to them and fish likewise. And this is now the third day that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was risen. So here was uh, when Jesus was um, arisen after the third day. And the significance of the third day is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. They're, they call them the triune Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. They are all wrapped up in one. And here Jesus had died. And after he died, he he began to show himself throughout the countryside, whether it was in villages, whether in a, a lot of places. There were people saying they saw Jesus, but they were thinking they could have not seen Jesus because they knew um, that he had died. In other words, there was Christ on a he, he he was on a cross. He died, and he was visible. People physically saw him die on the cross. They 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 they, they listened and they saw how the heavens shook and the 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 the, the light flashed and. All things were happening, and there was, um, they called John the Apostle. It says that they call, that's the one that God called and loved him the most. Amen. So after this happened, here is Jesus going and fishing, but they did not recognize this was the Christ. So that's how you have a lot of people. Um, they go to church, but they don't know who really Christ is. They know that he goes to church or, or they'll go, well, because it's Sunday. Some people say, I go to church on Sunday. Why? Because it's Sunday, and everybody's supposed to go to church on Sunday. Um, and a lot of people go to church during the week, but a lot of people go to church on Sunday because it's tradition. But we can't be wrapped up in tradition. They weren't excited about all the fish. They weren't excited the catch that they could feed um, the people around them. They were most uh, confused because they did not realize that the same Christ that had died three days earlier is now roaming through the countryside, city after city, place after place, showing himself. And they did not recognize that the invisible God is now is on the earth. He had died on a cross, and he told um, um, John to take care of his mother. Okay, and this woman Mary, uh, Mary. There were several Marys at the at the um, the, the burial site or at the cross. Um, and 
they were there and um but she was the only person other than Jesus himself physically had ever witnessed Christ, whether it was from the womb to the tomb. I repeat that. It was a state of that she buried she she had to bury her child. It's the natural nature that children outlive their parents. But this this the Christ, this Christ was the same one that the angel came and told her that you're going to have a baby. And she didn't understand. She says, well, whatever whatever it is, I accept this. And then remember Elizabeth, by that time, she had a baby maybe um, six months earlier with John the Baptist. Okay. Um, so here you have these people, these two people, that were called by God for a specific purpose. And I was actually reading a scripture not too long ago, something to the effect of, uh, I think Miles Monroe was saying that the worst thing you can do is live and not meeting or knowing where your destiny lies in God. Everybody can have money, everybody can house, but is the destiny, which is the place, and your destination where God have called you to do whatever work he called you to do. Some people are not made to have huge, big churches. Not meant people are made to small ministries. God does what he wants to do when he does do it. Why? Because he's God. So the Bible says this, for in the beginning, God, speak, he, he spoke the world into existence. In fact, he said in his word, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was out form, and God said, let there be light, for it was the evening of the morning of the first day. So God spoke the word of God. Before there was an eternity, he, there was God. Okay. God was eternity. He is eternity. And he will, he was here before everybody else, and he'll still be here when everybody else is gone. Okay. But he loves us unconditionally. And to think that Mary, the mother of Jesus, had to watch her baby grow up, take it to the temple, be a, be kingdom minded, only live three, uh, 33 years. And in 33 years, people were raised from the dead. People were healed from sicknesses. People, miracles after miracles after miracles. Because his destiny and his destination of being an invisible God and now coming to the womb of his mother, creating a destiny for all of us, uh, putting up the... Us at being on a cross and dying for us today, for everybody else that will ever be be born, for everybody else that was might have been in the womb and end up had of being aborted. God is control of everything. I remember meeting this girl one time and she said that she had like maybe two or three abortions, and she would tell me sometimes she would always hear babies crying. And I remember God told me to tell her that um, that when you abort babies, um, some women do have this sorrowful 
uh, spirit that sits on them because if they don't know how to repent and they don't know how to give their life to Christ, the enemy will sit in their spirit and be depressed because they aborted a fetus uh, in the womb. And some women abort children simply because maybe they got raped and they didn't uh, they didn't know how to deal with the issues. And then some of us don't know how to get counseling. Some of us don't know how to be, get help um, and, and and stuff like that. So um, God told me to tell her to forgive herself, and then He'll give her forgive her herself. So it is important to have a relationship with God because when you perceive that the invisibility of God, in other words, you can't see him in the natural. You can't pick him up, pick up a, a can of Coke and Jesus is in there. You can't pick up a, uh, some grapes in your house and say, oh, thank you, Jesus. You also say, thank you, Jesus, but he, God's not in the, he's not in the, in the, in the grapes. Okay. He is in an eight being that came for us just because he loved us. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit got together and sat down and made a way of escape for us. And they made the choice of who to go do what. Whether it was God the Father, God the Son, which is Jesus, or God the Holy Spirit. Okay. Because he loves us. And because at one point, Jesus himself was an invisible God that sat on the throne with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And we now have the capacity, if we give our lives to Christ, we repent and walk in his precepts according to the word of God with kingdom principles, okay, not church principles, but Kingdom principles. Because if I have kingdom principles, my kingdom principles will tell me don't do certain things. Kingdom principles will say you can't go here, you can't go there. Kingdom principles tell us how to teach people right, talk to people right, love people right. Kingdom principles, not Baptist principles, Holy Ghost principles, no but the principles of the kingdom of God, those are the things that are important to us and our salvation before the Lord himself. Amen. So, now, I want to go on now to, um, um, uh, let's go to uh, King, uh, Luke 21. Luke 21. I'll give you a few minutes to get that. Amen. Luke 21. That's right. Hallelujah. Okay. Luke 21. And here. God is good. Luke 21. Ah, Luke 21. Yes, sir, I hear about pages still standing, so that's okay. That's Luke 21. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, hallelujah. So I hear he's talking about meditating. Okay? Because kingdom principles require meditation. Okay? The difference between just sitting down thinking about it or writing it down again and again and again. But meditate. He tells us in Joshua, I think it's one, it's somewhere he says, he says, meditate on the word day and night. It said what? So you can have good success. It says meditate day and night. Meditate don't just mean, it doesesn't mean write. Now, Abaca tells us, uh, too, it tells us to write uh, these down. Okay. But here in this book, and in, in here, um, it tells us to um, meditate. The word meditate, Greek word, means to mutter. In other words, to speak it over and over and over again. Just like God spoke the world into existence, we have to meditate on things. Keep it in your mind. Keep it in your spirit. Stay focused. Because we don't have, if we don't, if we, if we live consistently with a broken focus, we will consistently, um, we will never get to where God called us to be as far as kingdom principles, kingdom knowledge, kingdom understanding. It says meditate on these things day and night so that you can have good success. And the way you do that, meditating, is you're working on your heart. You're working on your spiritual heart, not your physical heart. But you're walking on your your spiritual heart, and then when we have to do like a when you go to a mechanic or you go to a dealership to get your car um, checked on. I love to say he gets he puts you on this machine and it diagnoses. So we have to learn to diagnose ourselves, not not de- not diagnose everybody else, because sometimes people will see they'll see everybody else, but they don't see their faults. Okay, I think the wonderful. As the world is terrible, but they're fine. And then most of the time, because they don't see themselves, or not they don't see themselves, they just refuse to see themselves. They look in the mirror and they say it's okay. Well, when you go to a car dealership and you put your car on the machine, it diagnoses you. So you, you take a self-check and you diagnose yourself. And diagnose, how am I doing my prayer? How am I doing in my forgiveness? How am I doing? How loving, loving people by the right way. Um, and this is not talking about a sexual love, but it's talking about a, a agape love, a love one another. Okay? Because true love means no matter what happens, you're going to still love them. Okay? But what, but this, 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 this love, which ends up maybe in lust because the, the principles that you went into the situation you're in, okay? And when you can't have the principles of God, the kingdomship of God, and how can you feed into your spirit the invisible God 
that is now on the earth in the form of the Holy Spirit to take care of all of our needs. So that's why it's important to have the kingdom principles, the invisible principles of God that are set out so that we can make right decisions, okay? And some people will never make right decisions, you know. But the key is when you make wrong decisions or you realize you go went to the wrong dealership and you make you say, well, well, this dealership, I'm supposed to have a a hundred thousand mile warranty, and I went there and I checked everything out. All of a sudden, I went to the wrong dealership, so I've got to pay for the work done. I've got to get, I've got to get it, get my 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 oil changed, and I've got to pay for it. But if you went to your original le- uh, dealership, then perhaps if you have your a hundred thousand mile warranty, you may not have to do that, depending on which car it is. Okay, so principles. A kingdom ship. That's what gets us through from the invisibility of God. Okay? And that's it's a whole man. God works on the whole man. God just don't work on the, 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 the part that you like. Um, um, but God works on the whole man. Okay? But we have to realize that sometimes we have to learn to shut down and just pray. Sometimes we have to shut down and fast. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I've learned to myself what I, over the years that I'll, I'll spend at least one day a week if it's just from 6 in the morning to 6 in the evening or 6 in the morning to, to, to midnight. Because if you don't have a consistent um, um, fasting life, because the scripture says some things only come by fasting and prayer. And so you wonder why these demons running around and carrying on around you because you're not fasted and prayed, okay? Um, um, you're running around while you're just as confused as you just want to be. Why? Um, you think you're just wonderful as you want to be and the world love you, but you're just mean and nasty as a, as a junkyard dog in the church. Why? Because we don't fast like we're supposed to. We don't pray like we ought to pray. We don't read our words like we're supposed to do, okay? And this is all part of kingdom business for God. Because he said, he'll provide all of my needs, okay? But then he turned around and said, they don't tell he said, but even if you don't do it, he's still God, okay? And because of that kingdom principles, we've got to do everything we have to do in order to get to see Jesus one day. That's our primary objective, is to see Jesus one day face to face. But the only way that happens is we have kingdom principles and we have a relationship, okay, with the invisible God. You can't see God, you can't taste him, you can't you but you know he's there. And the best way you know he's there because just look around at the world. See the grass, see the grass. See the stars in the side. See the sun. The sun only comes up one direction. It goes down another direction. Okay? Some parts of the of the world is dark at one time and God turns it on its axis and goes to the other because God has created everything. And there's some people today that don't don't even 
acknowledge there is a God unless they're being shot or they're being killed or they're frustrated or they're aggravated. But, but relationship should not come only because you need him. But you should uh, um, uh, love him because you love him, because he's God. He built you. He chose you. He knows which family we're going to be part of. And some of us hate our families. Some of us hate our brothers and sisters. But God has checked, uh, uh, picked out and designed who we were going to be married to, um, uh, if it was the will of God, or if it is, is our family members. All of us are built for, from God's purpose. And he never makes a mistake. Sometimes it feels like God's made mistakes, but oftentimes it is not God has made mistakes, but we make those mistakes because we either move fast, move too slow, or move in decision, um, or didn't pray. Okay. But that invisible God that, that we dwell in us when we give a life to Christ, okay, he's supposed to guide us like a, G, uh, a GPS system. All the, almost all the newer cars now have GPS systems. So that if you don't know where you're going, we just put in there, I'm going so and so and so, this city, my zip code, and that, that, G, that GPS system will guide you right there where you're supposed to go. Okay. Well, that's what God's supposed to do for us when we are giving His, our life to Him and living for Him, praying um, a fasting, seeking his face, and, and doing the things that God calls us to do. Why? Because that God's GPS system is guiding us into all truth, giving us all power, giving us fasting power, giving us praying power, giving the power to overcome, over, uh, annihilate, destroy, mis, uh, uh, dismantle. There's nothing that nothing too hard for God when we walk in the invisible realm of God. Okay. The things that we cannot see are so powerful. But one thing I want you to understand that, that Satan's kingdom is the same way. But he lists this as principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in high places. Okay. So there's always going to be a battle. There's a battle for a candy bar you know, at Walmart. Uh, when you go to the checkout line, there might be a battle because all uh, your cars falling apart. There might be a battle because your children don't get along with the mom. Or you, a battle might be because um, of on your job. And, and But then when we stand and we wait, God will make a way a job for you. God will just do something. God will give you do something more miraculous that you didn't even know that it, God had done, but, but when you stand and wait for the manifestation of his glory, and that's what the word glory means. Glory means I see God handy work in my life. I didn't have the money. I didn't have to wait. I didn't know what to do. But God's mercy, God's infinite mercy makes a way for us when we are sold out to the kingdom of God, we're sold out to God in every aspect of our life. I can't be so heavenly minded that I'm no earthly good. For example, you go and run a red light 
run red light, just run right through the red light, and the police comes behind you. He puts on the light, and then you pull over, and when the police comes, he says, ma'am, could you give me your, your driver's license and your registration? And here, you're just so earthly good. First of all, they think you're crazy. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm talking about out loud acting just this is as obnoxious as you want to be. Because they're, they're, they're principles in God. I can't deal with your, 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 your spiritual principles, uh, with your, your, your principles on the earth. They don't work together. And if you do it, you just do it in such a way that the enemy don't know what you're doing. Now the Bible's done said to you, it says, uh, for us to obey the laws of the land. So if the if the laws of the land, you've got two choices. Either you 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 follow laws, you know, when you turn the traffic lights, or you don't follow them, and you got a whole bunch of traffic lights, and you end up in jail. Okay. So, um, but now, I mean, they're they're making laws now that are that are not godly. But if you get hooked up in one of these three CCs or all these other different organizations because you want to get money from the government, well, then you end up in positions of you go and uh, they give you a lot of money, but they want to tell you who can sit in whose bathroom, who who can sit with who, and who can sit. Uh, you can preach uh, everything you want to because a homosexual can sit in. No, 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 no. We've got to be um, just, we have to follow the laws of God, not the laws of man, but the laws of God. Why? Because God is sovereign. God is invisible as far as what we can see. But God is forever present on the earth, in the moon, in the stars, whatever is below, whatever above. God is sovereign. God is in eight. God is in control of our lives when we stand and we wait for his glory. And I found out that it looks like right before your blessing, everything just go crazy. Right before your blessing. Because the enemy is trying to stop you and block you and hinder you. But the Bible says, and I love one of my scriptures says, but it says, he, he tells us all the time, he says, but no weapon form. In other words, it will form, but it ain't going to prosper. It going to form. But it's going to aggravate you. But it still can't do nothing but roar. You just roar. It's like a roaring lion. Before you you get to see the lion, the lion is roaring. It's like, I'm on my way. I'm here to eat you. I'm out here to kill you. Um, because it's roaring. It's coming and letting you know that I'm coming. Okay. But when you have the ability to know who God is and has built a relationship out of your loins comes the word to let you know, hey, you ain't got no power. Because I've got exousious power in me. Because once I give my life to Christ, once I am my sold out in my DNA for God, okay, um, that the exousious power is not on the outside, but the, the exousious power now 
indwells. He moves in you. He has taken up residence in you that no weapon, it will form, but it can't stop you. It can't block you. It can't hinder you. Yes, you might have a little, have feel a little bad every now and then, but you know what? It, it, God is sovereign and in control of everything in our life. He is invisible. We can't see him. We can't taste him. We can't feel him sometimes. But he is sovereign and he is in charge of our lives. He is in charge. To the same point that, again, when Jesus died and got up and ran around the country, they knew he was dead, but they heard all these sightings of the crisis here. No, no, he he can't be here. And, of course, the Jews were upset. Okay. I remember reading this one um, Christian book, and it said this, I will always uh, remember, it says that, that, the, that the Jews were the mortal enemies of God. That they, the, they were such an enemy because they were in tradition. They were in such a way that no matter what happened, they wanted to be traditional. They wanted to eat at the same time. They want to eat certain people uh, at certain places. They didn't want to go to witness to nobody. So the, it tells us that the, that the Jews were the mortal enemies of God, even though Jesus himself was born a Jew. But thank God for the Gentiles at the branch that we come out of, that no matter whether the Jews uh, trust him or believe that he is Jesus Christ, so that's 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 basic difference is that the Jews did not believe that Jesus was the Christ. Jesus, uh, they didn't believe Jesus was God all by man himself. They just believed that Jesus was a teacher. And that's why when he, as a child, he went into the temple and he began to teach all these things. And the Jews didn't understand that how this young child could talk about things of the universe, the things that God had made and created. And they couldn't understand. And then they became the mortal enemies of God. Because God was here on this earth in the form of Jesus again. Uh, just for a short period of his life. Amen. Only a short period of his life. You know, and I was thinking the other day, I'm like, okay, well, they're celebrating um, the holidays coming up. The, uh, the Jews still have their Passover. Uh, I think the, the other, some of the uh, Arabic companies, uh, countries have the the Ramadan um, and all this stuff. Then, of course, Christians, um, the believers, anyway. Uh, and then I remember when I was growing up, I got upset when I began to search the scriptures and the, how they get this word Easter. Okay, but there's no such a thing as Easter. Okay, uh, if you search the scriptures, you find out that scriptures come from a a this. Um, place, I forgot which city it was, that they would go there, the pagan gods, and they called them the gods of fertility. And they would go and have sex in the temple and all this other stuff, and they called the Easter egg because the god of fertility. 
just having sex. And and so that's how they ended up with the East Store. That's what they call it. Okay. East Store has nothing to do with the Christ. For so many years for tradition, and because people, a lot of things don't, they don't study their Bibles. They, they don't understand stuff like that. So they figure, well, you know what, this is good. But when I realized it was different, I I didn't do it more because um, I I did that, you know. So it's a process of learning your way in the gospel, okay. The more you read, the more you study, the more you pray, the more you fast, you are now developing a relationship with Christ, okay. You are communing. There is communication with God, with God in you. Okay. Some people don't even like the like the word the the word um, intercessor. Okay. Well, intercessors are just people that spend a lot of time with God. God reveals things to them, who to pray for, and all this other stuff. So, so we're constantly growing in the spirit. Now, how, how are we doing this? Why? Because we now have developed an invisible relationship with God that we know what his word says from the alpha then the omega. If it's not in the book, then I don't say do it, okay? But if it's in the book and you can find it, then you do what the book says. The difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament, well, Jesus come, died on a cross, and now he gives us forgiveness for sin. But the Old Testament, it was, well, uh, you do something wrong, I slay an animal, I, I kill this, I do that. Why? Because it's a repentance of sorts. So that's the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Okay. So, so you, it, 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 it's, a, it's a process of knowing who God is. That's all that matters. It's not about an Easter. It's not about it's not about a, 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 a denomination. It's about Jesus. Now, I asked God one time. I said, "Well, how come you have?" Because I, I ask Him a lot of things, especially when I study. I said, "God, tell me why are there so many churches?" Because especially I know when I grew up in Miami, there, Florida, there were so many churches. But sometimes. A church on this corner and a church on the end of the other corner. And I said, I didn't understand. So he began to tell me, your church is your address within the body of Christ. He wants all of us to be in a church teaching the sound doctrine and the kingdom of Christ. He wants all of us to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay. He wants the kingdom principles, okay? But if you choose to go to a Baptist church and they're preaching the gospel and you are filled with the Holy Ghost with evidence, then that's how you, where you choose to be, okay? Um, some people say, oh, this, no, it is the kingdom principles. My grandparents, they were Baptists filled with the Holy Ghost running over backwards and forwards. Now, not every Baptist church is that one, eh? Not every, every but the, the bottom line is if when you have a relationship with Christ, you can go and seek 
and find the place that God has called us to be. Okay? Okay. Uh, because of relationships. Because when I bear witness in my spirit that this is God, and then my other part of me says, no, this is not God. I can't do that. This is not God. I can't say that. God, this is not God. I know I've got I to gotta get better. Forgive me, Lord. Okay? Okay? Because we're constantly supposed to spiritually grow in God. The same way in a high school or junior high school or elementary school or pre-K. Spiritually, as believers in Christ, we should be able to grow in the things of God. We're supposed to grow. I can only have such a great thing on um, uh, 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 the, the biggest ministry and the biggest church, and i got to give you a million dollars to get off the plane. Um, no, that's, I mean, no, no, I, I have nothing to do with those things. But the problem is that relationship. Where will we end up in eternity? When we die, where will we end up? This body will go down into the ground. It will go down to the pit. Okay? And that part of you that speaks and talks and laughs and loves, it is no longer available. But if you have a relationship with Christ, if you are a born-again believer, and that's why I always preach to people about I lead you back to the cross. I don't lead you, uh, and this one, no. If it's not in the book, I'm not going to preach it. But it's in the book. It's, and then I want you I want you to be able to open the book and see what I say. Because the scripture says this, line upon line, precept upon precept. My precepts, okay, means how how you declare, how what you do, what you learn in the body of Christ, okay? That's, that's precepts. Line upon line, John says, let there be light. Yes, that's it, word upon word. I learned to sit, have to just take words like and, and it came to pass. That means it happened, okay? That on one day of Pentecost. Okay, then you go and you study about the Pentecost. What was the Pentecost? It was a kind of, they would get together. It was a Pentecostal spirit, and they would go, and the Holy Spirit would fall, and then, and, and this, I mean, and they were, they were uh, establishing churches, and, and they were growing, and they, they multiplied, um, um, and stuff like that. So, so it is about a principles, kingdom principles, not Glenda's principles. Not Sally Mae's principles, it's John's principles, but it's God's principles on the earth that we must learn to walk, as the Bible says, the invincible, invisible realm of God. Okay? The invisible realm. I can't see it, but because I know it's there, when I go to a chair and I sit down, I sit in the chair knowing the chair is right there because you trust in the God of our salvation. We trust in the God of our faith. We trust in the God of God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords himself. We trust in the invisible God that right now we can't see, 
But we know because of his principles of God that we trust and believe that he is God. And everything he says is yes, yes, and amen. Okay? So we have to know your Christ for yourself. Not what mama said, what daddy did, what grandma did, but it's about your turn. The Bible says that every generation gets wiser, but sometimes they're weaker. Not sometimes, most of the time. This last generation here, um, um, they're like they're like great with computers. They're great there with video games, and most of them have no morals. They lie, they cheat, they do all kind of things um, um, because. Um, what we grew up with, with foundation, we, we, we had to go to church. It was not, it was not when you go, but you go to church because it is what is told in our house. And I thank God because my grandmother, she would get all our grandchildren together every summer, about a month. We'd spend a month and a half together knowing all our brothers and sisters. And my grandfather was a, he was anointed man to God that that man would pray the whole house fell apart and shook back together again. Why? Because he was a praying man. My grandmother, her name is Maggie. Maggie Mincy was a woman of God. That woman was a prophet of God, and she would dream things and this, that, and the other. So, so, so it's foundation, precept, precept upon precept. Okay, that the invisible force that you do not see is predicated on Jesus Christ himself. So that when Mary saw her child that she bonded with, she bragged on, she took care of, along with her other kids, but she had one Bilak children child uh, uh, came to the womb of Mary, but she had other children. In fact, the one in the Bible, his name is Jude, was Jesus' half-brother. Okay, so so it's precept upon precept, line upon line. But this woman was the only woman that carried a child so that we might have the right to the tree of life, that we would make mistakes and able to repent and do it again, do it the right way. That we could live so much so that whatever God has wants us to do, when we live right, we do right, we be right, we act right. And, and I don't hear this thing, but um, no, we're not perfect. But the Bible says this. He says, seek that which is after perfect and which is God. So the only thing perfect is Christ. Okay? So he says, be ye renewed by your mind, being transformed, being fixed, no more the same again, okay? So I shouldn't live 999, 900 years. Uh, no, 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 okay? Seek after that which is perfect, which is Christ. And Christ was the only living being on the earth that was perfect in every way. Like Mary. Mary was not perfect, but Mary's womb was blessed. Mary's womb was full of God. Mary's 
heart was turned towards God to the point when the angel came. He said, well, so be unto me. Okay? Because she had a heart for God. Some of us don't have the heart for God to have created a being like that. Okay? But because you love God, we got to turn our hearts to God. we got to turn our place down to God. We've got to glorify him. We, I, we, we got to just, okay, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Okay? We don't know what this pandemic is going to bring. But we trust God. We believe God. We have faith in God that what God says, it will happen. When we stay one in the realm of the Spirit and do what thus say the Lord. Don't take the parts that you like and you do them. And the parts you don't like, you don't do them. You like the parts where I, 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 I do a lot of things and I witness and I cry out and do that, but you don't like the part by living holy. You don't like the heart about, 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 about shacking up and cheating and lying. You take the whole thing. The Bible says to leaven the whole loaf. Okay. Why do you think the Bible tells us that it says that, it says that um, hell will enlarge itself? So, so that means that right now that the hell is enlarging its own self. Why? Because you're doing wrong. Okay? You're doing all kinds of things. You're shady. You're underhanded. You're ungodly. Perpetrating. I never met so many crooked people in the church in my whole life. And not just, I mean any church, not just our church, my church, but churches I've gone to over the years because people go to church and pretend they perpetrate. But we're the only ones going to have to answer to God for ourselves. So I pray for Glenda. I pray for Glenda. I fast for Glenda. I cry out for Glenda. I said, God has created me in a clean heart of the right spirit. And God will answer your prayer. He did the same thing for David. When David sinned with Bathsheba, okay, he, he forgave him. But the problem was he couldn't build the temple. His son had to build the temple because of all the mess that he had done, all the bloodshed he had done. So we have an opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, we have an opportunity one day to see God. We have an opportunity to see those things in the, in the, in the realm of the Spirit of God. Okay? But it takes us living holy. He takes, it takes us to do what's right. It takes us to live and believe what the Word of God says. Not what I feel, what I believe, what I like, what I don't like, but the Word of God. If the Word of God says it, that settles it. If the Word of God says do it, just do it. If you don't like it, I don't care, just do it anyway. God don't tell us that we got to like everything. I think that's one of my favorite scriptures, and he talks to us in the book of Job, and he says to Job, one point, Job was just so disgusted. He was just so disgusted. He said, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm just naked. I'll be, I'm naked here, na- naked when I go out. I just don't care no more. I just want to give up. He said, you know the way that I take. I'm finished. I'm done, and, and I've lost all my children. I lost everything. I still got my wife, but she's crazy, um, but I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just mad. I'm mad. And God listened to Job. 
okay? He didn't have the heart. He, he, didn't, he, he loved God, okay? But God listened to Job, and Job cra- acted crazy. His wife was crazy. But at the end of the day, they got twice as much. They got children all over again. Everything that he lost, he got back to him because he hung on in there. And God didn't kill him. God could just say, you know, let me just wipe Job out and just go on. I can get another bunch and just start all over again. But what I liked about that, he went down further in the same scriptures. He says, Job, he said, where were you when I threw the stars in the sky? In other words, why were you doing all this crazy stuff and, and I was right there throwing the scars in the side. How, how do you cry about all these children you lost? And I, I created the children. I can make a whole bunch. Where were you when I made it the moon and the stars shine day and night? Where were you when Adam and Eve was created in the garden? Where were you when I called down the, the, the angels and come down and ministered? How, how, where were you? But you know what, Job, I love you anyway. So I'll just give you a whole bunch of the same thing because of that love, that love for God. Well, so when we take on the characteristics of Christ, when we take on the 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 the, the, the principles, the kingdomship, that I am full of God when I am filled with the Holy Ghost. When I take on the principles of God, that my Holy Ghost, my exousius, all power has moved in and taken residence in me. Yes, I got like some crazy days, but all in all, that song says, when I think about it, okay, and I look all look back, I told God, I had some good days and bad, but thank God I'm still here. I could have been dead and gone. I could have been a memory to most people, probably, but just my children. But all in all, when we trust and believe God and his infinite power, which means infinite means it is forever and ever and ever and ever. It has no ending. It has no beginning because I'm God. And that's why he talked about all these different names for God and the Old Testament, El Shaddai, the God more than enough, the God of a second chance. Um, all these other things. Well, he was talking about the different names for God. But once Jesus stepped on the scene and died on the cross, we don't need all those names. It says by no other name can we get into the kingdom but through the name of Jesus Christ. That's why when you give your life to Christ, you now have access. You have a ticket to the kingdom. You have a way that one day, that when this body separates from the spirit, you have the option to getting to the kingdom of Jesus Christ himself. Because Jesus died on a cross for you and I. And I often think about Mary. I say, God, I don't think I could have done it. But a woman that had to see her baby born and see her baby die. And then he always, I used to say, well, I wonder why God seemed like he liked, um, 
he, he, he liked John because the only time when he would mention John, he would say um, the, the apostle that he loved. So there must have been a relationship that the apostle, okay, had with Christ. So we must build that kind of relationship with Christ to the point that if I'm dying now in this mortal body, make sure my mother is taken care of. Okay. It never mentions when mother, when Mary died, but she did die. It never mentions a lot of things about Mary's life, but she did die. But the one thing you know that Mary allowed Jesus to come through her womb because of God's love. And he loved the apostle, John, that said, look, behold, this is thou mother. And some of us have to need to learn to get on the phone sometimes, y'all that have love, living mothers and, 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 and sons. And daughters, because, honey, when mama uh, or dad leaves, your whole life will change. It was almost like when my mother was living, it was like having a bright day. But when my mother passed away, a part of me in an almost spiritual way, crazy like all of us have crazy mamas and daddies and brothers and sisters, the fact that the love was there. And God wants us to have that kind of love that no matter what goes through in our life, no matter what we, whether, whether our mama's been crazy, our daddy's been crazy, our children were crazy, that whether I'm the firstborn, the secondborn, the thirdborn, um, done all kinds of stuff, at the end of the day, when we die, where will we end up in eternity? And we must always point the people back to Christ, not to Sam, not baby Nim, uh, Paul down the street, but we must always turn the people back to Christ. Christ, the Holy One of Israel. Christ, the God more than enough. God, the invisible God that I cannot see. Even like in, in Daniel, the lion's den. I'm like, nah, he shut the lion's mouth. All kinds of great things that happened in the Old Testament because God was telling us, you can come out of this. You can make it. You can endure it. Okay? You can get through it because I'm God. Ain't nothing happened, listen. I, if you die, it's because I allowed it to happen. If you, if, no matter what happens, we've got to hold on. In fact, it's a scripture in the Old Testament to hold on to the horns of the altar. Or any words look like look like I'm gonna fall out, give up, uh, fall apart, shoot myself, kill myself. It says, but hold on. When things get rough, hold on to God. When things don't seem like right, hold on to God. No matter what's happening. God is right there. You don't see him, and the reason you can't see him, because a lot of times it's because he's carrying you in the spirit. He's carrying you in the spirit. And he looks down, and you don't see but one set of footprints because he's carrying you in your spirit. He's holding you in your tears. 
He's holding you in your dry crisis. He's holding you no matter what's happening. Why? Because he is God all by himself. The blood of Jesus. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the DNA. That word represents D-O, neurooxalate. It's your oxygen content, your your cell intent that God carries. He carries. And I love one of the things that I really studied that time about the eagle. That the eagle is the kind of animal that no matter what you go through in your life, that the eagle shifts above every situation. The eagle shifts up higher. So even when the storm is coming, the the, the eagle just shifts up because I can't be touched by the storm. I can't be touched by the rain. I can't be touched by people's attitudes. I can't be touched by because you cussed me out. I can't be touched no more because I'm going higher now. I don't care what you do. I'm going higher. I don't care what goes. I'm going higher because I've got to see Jesus one day. I've got to see my mother one day. I don't matter. No matter what goes on, I've made up in my mind. No matter what goes, naked, broke, afraid, but I've got to see my Jesus. I've got to soar around the storms. I've got to soar in my attitudes. I've got to soar even if I'm broke. I've got to soar in the spirit. So it doesn't matter what people say. It don't matter what people do. It don't matter how people treat you. It don't matter no more because I just frankly don't care no more. All I care about is Jesus. Because when I get into my storm, Jesus is carrying me in the atmosphere. When I'm in my storm, I don't know. I don't feel like he's there. Sometimes I don't even know. As a prophet, sometimes I feel like God left me. Yes, I do. But you know what? I know God's right there carrying me and soaring me and picking me up. And when I'm hungry, look down as an eagle or find some fish in the air. Uh, uh, And even when I'm coming to get some fish, uh, when the enemy comes with a snake, I lift him up in the air because when I got the enemy uh, on the ropes, uh, he ain't got no oxygen and he's going to die because I am now. Lifted up higher in the things of God. Hallelujah. Have your way, have your way. God. The kingdom, the Bible says, the kingdom take as good by violence and take it by force. And many times I will just cry and carry on and act like a crazy woman because I just cry, no, 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 no. And God said to me, he said, shut up. Jesus. He said, shut up. He said, shut up. I got you. It don't feel like I got you, but I got you. It don't look like it ain't going to work out, but I got you. You feel what the Holy Ghost
that now. I don't worry about things like that more. I'm telling you what I'm telling you. This last tax week has been a mess, been a mess, and I've been praying and talking to God. But I realize now, God said, "Shut up and be quiet, and you stand and you wait on the manifestation of my glory." He said, "It ain't your glory; it's my glory." He said, "The visible splendor." That means that when I show my glory, people won't know what happened. He said, "Cause I'm God." And there's no other God. He said, you don't realize that what people do to you, he's doing it to themselves. When people treat you wrong, you do it to yourself. He says, this. he says, he says, he says, ah, whatever you do is coming back. My God, my God, my God. Whatever, whatever you say is coming back. Okay? No matter how peaceful, they're coming back. But when you learn to soar with the eagles, when you learn to soar and go up higher, when you just don't pay attention no more, okay, you don't go, you don't leave, you don't leave your house, look like you done thrown away and broke up and tore up from the floor up. You walk out this door with your, your face fixed. You, 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 you get yourself together and you walk out that house like you a queen. You fix yourself up because I'm God. And I got a blessing waiting on you. But when you sit there and you cry in your own pity, you pity in your own destruction. You pity because of old son that are behind you. He said, "Cause I'm God." He said, "When I tell the when I told the buzzard to tell Elijah to I'm gonna feed you, he did that three times a day." For three and a half years. Why? Because God told them a buzzard to go feed you that we should have just eaten everything that he had sent Elijah. That's what God do for prophet. Everybody has a set time. The Bible tells us that. He says, for everything's a season. That's what it is. It's a season. It ain't going to last forever. It ain't going to last long. And when you treat people wrong, and it's coming back. Because the Bible says so. Shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. He said, just shut up. He said, fix your face. When you walk out this hall, you walk like a queen. You act like a queen. Because you a queen in my eyesight. Last thing I'm going to tell you, uh, like I said, I, I, I learned about the, the eagle is, I love the, the most, uh, to me is, is so exciting. And, Eagles are the male, the female eagles are usually somewhere go from 50 to 60 inches or 70 inches wide, the wingspan. And the women are, female eagles are usually bigger than the males. And the male, the mating call of the eagles that they would get together and they will Get in the eye. They will go in the sky, and they will dance in the air. They like a ballet. They will just dance in the air, the male and the female eagle. And by the way, the eagles, they don't do a whole bunch of mating. They don't have a lot of bunch of children like adults, male and females. They have a whole bunch of children, a whole bunch of baby daddies. But the eagles. 
female eagles, like I said, they're always bigger. And after they dance and prance in the air and fly, all of a sudden, the female eagle, that's really big, he starts diving in a free fall. But that male eagle, that's usually smaller, she flips over and she begins to dive. But that male eagle, he carries his woman. You don't have to worry about she got to go find food to cook. He ain't worry about what she going to do and he don't do for her. But that male eagle carries her weight. That, that, that female eagle said, whether I'm fat or skinny, whether I'm poor or I'm hungry, if you carry me, you carry me in love. You carry me because you love me. You carry me because you love me to provide for me. You love me and you don't cheat on me because you love me because I'm there for you. Same way about God. God carries us. In spite of our storms, in spite of everything. God always got us in his hands. And I'm determined to believe sometimes God will let us go through so much because he's trying to change us and prune us for what he wants us to be. But when we step out of the will of God, there's nothing hidden. I love that scripture. It says nothing hidden under the sun. Nothing hidden under the sun. That the, that the, that, that, that the, that the male eagle just says, oh, you're too fat. Let me go on. Oh, let me go and find somebody else. I, I like a sleeker, sleeker uh, lady eagle. Or I just put my money in the blanket and make sure the female eagle do all the cooking and cleaning and all the washing. But when God is in control of our lives, God has a plan for all of us. But we have to know that we serve an invisible God that we cannot see with the optical natural eyes. But he's there. He is there holding us, carrying us, tears in our eyes, going to work, getting on the bus, middle of a pandemic, gotcha. Don't know whether you're going to save every dollar but God got you. God got all of us because we serve an invisible God that I cannot see. But I'm holding on to His word. I'm holding on sometimes with 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 tears in my eyes, but I'm holding on to His word. I might not have the funny money, but I'm holding on to His word. 
I feel like sometimes I can't make it, but I'm holding on to his word because he said it. He shall supply all of our needs, big, ugly, fat, poor, not poor, in the middle, big car, no car, little car. God loves us. And he said, you sh- I shall supply all of my needs. When you give your life to Christ and the Holy Spirit moves within you, and the all power and all the ecclesiastical things that God has put in you, we can make it because we serve an invisible God that is visible for the things that we need, that shall need, and things that we don't even know about that we will succeed in when you have wrapped up, tied up, and the things of God, and not the things that I like and the things that I don't like. It's the bitter with the sweet. It's with the honey and the lemon because that's what God does. He's making us. He's molding us into his image. God's not molding us, uh, him into us. He's, he's trying to make us like him. But when we just want to give up and have our way, have our little pity party, and say, oh, no, God, I can't make it, I can't make it, I can't make it. And I found out the more you tell God I can't make it, yeah, you don't feel like you ain't going to make it. But you shut your mouth and just cry it out, pray it out, and tell the Lord thank you. Because the Bible tells us that tomorrow is not promised. There could be a person we know today. By midnight, they could be dead. We don't know what God's doing. Okay. But he said to us tonight that he shall supply all of our needs because he is an invisible God, but he has everything in his hands for us simply because he loves us. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for your invisible splendor in God. I thank you for dealing with our spirits, our minds, and our bodies, and our souls. God, we just want to be with you one day. God, if there's anything in our heart tonight, not like God, wash us, cleanse us, purify us. But David said, but God, don't, don't, don't take anything away from us. Don't leave us. Don't leave us, God. We can't make it without you. We've fallen short. All of us have fallen short. That's what the word says. But, God, don't let it be an excuse for me to sin and sin and sin and sin and sin and sin and sin. And say, Lord, forgive me, forgive me. God, keep create in us. Create means make. God, create in us a clean heart and a right spirit. God, create in us as a people a clean heart. A clean vessel. Sanctify us. Purify us in the things of God. And I know you've got everything in control for us. Our future is not known. But we know you hold the future 
for us in your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Papa. How you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Huh? You look on smart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love that part. I love that part. You teach it. Shut up. I'm like, oh, man. I said, oh, God. That's it. Really, I love you. Having a pity party. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> 
I said, thank you, God, because I was praying. <laughs> so God always puts somebody in your life, you know, that, that figure, because I didn't know my dad. I know who he was. My, my, I didn't know my biological father, but I had a whole bunch of uncles and, and stuff like around. And my granddaddy was basically my grandfather, my, when my father, um, and stuff like that. And I grew up in a home where, um, uh, as my first five years, I lived with my grandparents and my grandfather was a praying man and my, my, my grandma, my, she'd, she'd have walked through the walls in the spirit realm. So I thank God for that. You know, and stuff. So we, he puts what he gives us what we need. It may not be from the person you want it from. You know, and and we don't know why he does what he does. And I like how you use that narrative with Joe. You know, when mm-hmm. Joe was crying about his wife and his kids and losing everything. You know, and then yeah. thank God he's finding. You know, it's like. You know, it, 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 you know, that conversation was like, you know, a father and his son going back yeah. and forth. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and then guys like, where were you? Where were you? And then at the end of the day, in all of that, Job never charged God with anything. And at yes. the end, he repented to God. Yeah. And then God said, bless the king time, ten times both. I mean, we yeah. serve a God that. And the same wife, That's too. Could you read that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Lord. Yeah, so it's funny. My God, my God. So I appreciate you, Apostle. I appreciate you, Mom. Okay. <laughs> oh, Can you God. tell anybody
good stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. everything I was telling them Sunday, I said, listen, everything I learned, I got it from from Apostle. Mm-hmm. He taught me how to do this and how to do that. I didn't know anything when I first came to the Lord. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember when I had Tuesday nights and Thursdays, and I used to go home with him and sit and ask questions and, and listen to what they had to say because I wanted to get all that I could get. Yeah. Yeah. But to be able to do the uh-huh. things that I was able to do. So we have mm-hmm. to we have to go back to the roots. We got to get in the word. We got to meditate. We got to study. We got to fast. Mm-hmm. We got to pray. We got to love. We got to forgive. We got to do it all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. all of the time, it, 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 mm-hmm. it don't feel good. But you got to yeah. do it. Even mm-hmm. when you're right, you have to yeah. apologize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're growing in God when you can do that. And you can smile yeah. when they give me hurt your feelings. I tell my wife all the time, my feelings so easy to hurt as a girl. You might well go on home and beat the law and laugh. Because as long as you feel it, it might hurt your feelings. You know, <laughs> take your feelings off your shoulders and off your feet, you won't get stepped on. You know? But uh, this, this is a part of life. It's a part of life. Mm-hmm. And, and I, used to, I used to resent a whole lot of stuff. But as I started listening and, and remember what Jesus was to us now, he went through all that stuff and it was and they whipped him. Put thirty nine yeah. lashes on his back. Yeah. He never said mm-hmm. one word. What man living dead and died could have took yeah. the punishment he took that. Not one. Mm-hmm. Not one. No. Not to be just like Jesus. Just mm-hmm. like him. Mm-hmm. Not sometimes, yeah. all of the time. We got to learn mm-hmm. when to say, when not to say. And how to say Yeah. You know, I mm-hmm. said, it's, it's how you say what you say and who you say it to. Yeah. If everybody can yeah. take, you know, you know, but you got to remember, mm-hmm. this is not all about you. Mm-hmm. The whole yeah. thing is take yeah. work. People are uh-huh. watching you, mm-hmm. how you react to what, what has mm-hmm. happened to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you, you got to watch it. It ain't about you and your family. Everybody's. Out there that you come in contact with. People watch you, how you carry yourself, what time you come home at night. Mm-hmm. They know you ain't mm-hmm. working. You know, yes. working your, people know you. They know what your, know what your schedule is. <laughs> so you got to carry yourself the way Christ carried you. Jesus never got out of line with anybody. Not <laughs> one person. I just apologize for saying because I was angry and I was trying mm-hmm. to get back. And that's no good yeah. either. Get back. Mm-hmm. But just let yeah. God do more with that person than you can. You know mm-hmm. how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And you hurt us. You're facing somebody else in the process trying to hurt that yeah. person. Uh-huh. You know, the only person you're hurting is your own self. <laughs> yeah, it's your own self. Because I had to go back and apologize for what I said. If I had kept my mouth closed, or whatever, people already know what you done did. Friends the other day, I said, um, 
I said when you wait, sometimes you 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 wait out of you you get anxious and you end up picking up the wrong stuff because you were so anxious. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. That's true. And the and the and the and the and the junk always comes before the real thing. That's true.
And then they done messed around and messed around and got turned around out there. They coming on all the way on 75. They come want to get on here and come through and, and got turned around. I said, boy, I got turned around at one time. But uh, 